Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. And welcome to another edition of City Interviews. And this time, we've been talking about this one for a long time. By the way, I'm Will Washington. You know Philip Lindsay over there. You know Righteous Reds down there. You're you know us. We in the building. But we're the least important part of this thing here because we've talked about this one a long time. We've been ready to talk to this individual right here. She is the one and only AEW's own Red Velvet. Red Velvet, thank you for joining us here yeah, on Grapsity. Uh, mix it up, mix <laughs> it up. Gotta yeah. stir it up, yep. You know what time it is. Yes, thank you for being here, Red Velvet. Thank you for having me. Uh, and it's it's an exciting time to have you here, especially now. Like there's, It feels like almost in waves there's always an exciting time with you in AEW, uh, from, from you coming in to... Mm-hmm. to, to Shaq and all of that and we'll talk about all of that shortly but but right now the time that's exciting is that you are officially and i should have included this in the intro a baddie Ooh. i am a baddies yes i am a certified baddie hanging with yes the <laughs> hanging with the baddies uh let, let's talk about it like or like right off the bat so yes. um of course you've pretty much been tied to jade cargill your the entire time in aw your birthday twin by the way and belated happy birthday um thank you uh, and I mean that, by the way. It's same day, same year, same everything, right? Same everything. We are legit wow. twins. I think the only thing difference might be like the times that we were born, but we wow. were born the exact same day, same year, everything. Yeah, and, and you, you've been tied to Jade pretty much your entire time as uh, an official uh, all elite wrestler. Yes, um, I've been tied to Jade uh, her entire AW career, actually, from the moment she started. I. I've been with her every step of the way. We are just glued together, I think. We're, we're bonded. <laughs> yeah, but uh, originally that was as rivals. But now you two are uh, part of a trio with, uh, with Kiara Hogan as well. You are the baddies. Uh, how did that come about? Honestly, I think everything was kind of fate. It wasn't uh, something I suggested, ideally. I was still, uh, I was a baby face when I was going against Jade a lot. So I never really thought that there would be a moment in our careers where we'd be linked together. I want to say um, it kind of took a turn once I got booed when I was going against Willow. And I think that was the perfect time to pull the trigger 
because it wasn't the first time I had gotten booed. It was almost, I think, if I can count correctly, it was the third time I had already been booed. So I... I'll apologize on behalf of Chicago because I know that that happened during the Blue Sky match. It was Sky yes. Blue match, didn't it? Yeah, yes. Chicago, Sky Chicago. Blue. You know, and, and then I before that, it... You know, I'm a Chicago fan. Like, I used to go to dance in Chicago all the time when I was a professional dancer, and I wanted to move to Chicago. I was kind of hurt, you know, when I got booed by them. But, you know, Sky Blue was their girl, well, and, like, the fans are honest, so you can't be upset with that. Um, but... Yeah, it started off in Pittsburgh against Britt. You know, Britt Baker, I was yeah. in Pittsburgh. It, it was bound to happen. And then it went on to Chicago with Sky Blue, the weekend of All Out. And then the final strike for me was kind of like when I got booed against Willow. So um, <laughs> we pulled the trigger there, and, and, and Tony agreed that he thought it was time to go heel. After that, I didn't really have a sense of direction once that happened where I was going to go. I just got sat in the body section one day. So I can't give you the exact answer on whose idea it was, because it maybe could have been uh, Jade or TK, but I don't want to give any false information. I just got put in the body section one day, and then I sat there. That was in New Orleans, right? I believe so. I believe New Orleans was the first time that I got sat in the body section, and then it just kind of took off from there. So, But it's 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 been great. I love being a baddie, so <laughs> it's good to be bad. I yes. mean, honestly, uh, oh, you can go ahead. No, Reg. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, what I was going to say is, so there's, you know, every wrestler I've ever talked to has said that, you know, being a baby face is one thing, uh, but there's so much more fun you can have with being a heel and getting to play around with that. And talking about those times in, uh, um, like Pittsburgh, for example. Pittsburgh, you got booed, but you were kind of positioned against the fans because, like, we, oh, knew. Totally. we, yeah. we knew that you weren't the fan favorite there we knew it was britsburg we knew it was brit baker's hometown all of that did you at least at that moment feel like you were starting to get a taste of how much fun you could have with that totally i think i knew going into it right away that some people were going to cheer but majority of people were going to boo me so i just took on like i was like all right let's see where it goes i didn't expect the boos to be as loud as they were maybe, but that was just to fuel my fire. And I was just like, you know what? I kind of like this. Like <laughs> everyone loves to be like the popular kid in school, but everyone thrives better when they were kind of like the nerdy kid that then went popular. So I was just like, all right, these people don't want to get behind me. I'm going to make them hate me even more because I'm going to take from them what they love. And that's the D&D. So I thought that was the first taste where I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm not totally bothered by it. And uh, I had definitely a lot more fun when it happened in Chicago because Chicago, it was more unexpected. Nobody, I didn't really think of it. I didn't think they were going to get behind Sky as much as they did. They're great loyal fans to her. So once they got behind her, I was like, all right, I see how it is. But Boston, man, was like, I pulled the trigger. I said, all right, you guys are going to boo me. You don't want me to win this part of the tournament? I don't care. Like, let's go now. So I think everything in my career wise, as far as like even going baby face to heel was all just timing. It was never planned. It wasn't like, all right, it's this day we're gonna set you heel. It just kind of happened organically. And I think that has been the best part uh, for me is that it's all happened organically. So it keeps me on my toes. And I think that's made me grow as a wrestler because I kind of thought coming into AEW, I was gonna be a baby face always. Yeah. I don't think TK had any plans of turning me heel. I don't even think he thought there was a mean bone in my body for me to be a heel anyways. But I was like, okay, I'll, 
I'll keep that one in my back pocket. When it's time to come out, you'll see. And, and it's happened so far. So, And it's only the beginning, too. I don't think I've let people see, like, how dark I can really get. So I'm excited about that. Right. Yeah. It's funny that uh, you kind of connected to Jade Cargill so much. I love, think a thing a lot of people talk about is we've seen her. She just tweeted about it the other day that, like, we've seen every single one of her matches that she's had, like, on TV. Um, you're not very far ahead of like her as far as having, you know, a lot of matches. So like a lot of what we've seen from you on TV is like your first experiences in these things, your first time doing this thing. We're seeing you grow as a performer right here in front of our eyes. And first I want to give you props because that Chris Statlander match that you just that had match. was awesome. It was so I was in the building for that. Yeah. That was great great match you just like i think the progression that you've had uh in front of our eyes has been amazing and it's been even better i think since you've turned heel i first want to know who when you started out with AEW, who were some of the people that helped you develop into the wrestler that you are and who are you working with now to sharpen your skills because like now it seems like you know you've entered into another stratosphere as far as this talent goes well um i think going into starting at aw um i was immediately taken under obviously dustin is the head trainer so dustin saw something special in me he took me under his wing at the time as well you know we had cody and brandy cody mm -hmm. and brandy definitely took me under their wing i think it all kind of went uphill from there and it was just like i said it was nothing that was planned it was just perfect timing you know right. brandy had another adventure in her life she got pregnant and i was grateful enough that Cody saw something in me to put me in that position because at the time, and many people didn't know, I was not signed with AEW um, on a like straight all elite contract when I wrestled Jade against Shaq. So mm -hmm. just even being put in that position uh, for him to have thought that I could hold that position and hold with that such a big caliber match was pretty nice. Um, there was so many people that have had a hand in AEW helping me out um vicky has been really great she's been like the best figure for the women's locker room since mm -hmm. i've been there i'm trying to think i don't want to ever leave anyone out because there's just been so many people of the faculty and the office who have just helped me grow and like mm -hmm. aren't afraid to tell me like this didn't look that good we need to change this so i have to thank all the agents that i've ever worked with from then till now the list goes on but currently right now i'm working a lot um a lot behind the scenes with BJ Whitmer. He's oh, okay. with us. He's one of the agents. I work a lot hand in Ring hand of honor. with him. Um, and I'm training with Jade as well with uh, Brian Danielson. So that has been a gear change. And I can I see it. We can see yeah, it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I mean, just we like can see it. having a, he's somebody I really look up to, somebody I watched. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say growing up because I it was later in the time I was already a little older when when Brian got to WWE and stuff. But I've been watching a lot of his stuff and just the fact that he gets to get in the ring with Jade and I and just like little things from the basics. It's it's been great. And he's really helped me like tap into how aggressive I can get and be as a heel. So I kind of have to thank him mainly because I've been training a lot more with him. There's still a lot of people we still train with Dustin and stuff like that, but more focused on like my heel character and change has definitely been Brian and uh, BJ behind the scenes. 
And of course, I always go back to uh, my trainers back at home, uh, La Rosa, who's actively still wrestling, mm-hmm. and KB uh, from Fighting Evolution Wrestling. I always, always bring it back to them because nobody knows me better than them because they're the ones that trained me and got me from like the beginning. Um, but I think a lot of people in AEW, everyone's so helpful. And just even like with my heel turn, I think a lot of people are seeing a different side of me and gained a different respect for me and the work that I've been putting in. So I've been getting a lot more help from other talents and even talents in the male locker room that I thought never even, probably never even cared about me as a wrestler, but people are watch, watching and they're taking notice. And, and it feels good because I think it's showing in my matches and my promos. And I think the heel turn, believe it or not, was like Boston booing me was the best thing that could happen. Cause I always mm. feel like I'm a Gemini and I get bored very easily. And I always like to be on my toes and I always like things to challenge me. And, and be, turning heel was a challenge. People might not see it now, but it was mm. a challenge for me in the beginning. Cause I was just like, oh my God, like I don't, I have to go outside of my comfort zone. I'm not the baby face, you know, getting the comeback and I'm, I'm out here hurting people. All right, you know, let's tap into that. Like I've used a lot of my boxing background just to, get more aggressive and I still have a couple of things in my up my sleeve but you know I can't give you guys that you have to just watch <laughs> but it's a journey and I'm, I'm excited uh I hope I get to be a heel for a while but you never know things always with my whole career in AEW everything's just been like a wave like you said it just all happens unexpectedly and I think I like it better that way mm-hmm. it really tests how versatile I can be and how quickly I can adapt to situations. So right. definitely helped out. Well, yeah, because when you really think about when you came in, uh, you came in um, during a time that I think, uh, and, you know, for all the interviews we've done here, we get to mention this a lot, but uh, talking about the fact that uh, for the rest of the world, it was a scary time. But for a lot of wrestlers, uh, those early months of the pandemic became an opportunity for so many people. And you're one of those people who um, who came in and, and during those dark tapings and things like that at Daly's Place really got to, to show yourself to the audience, to get established with the audience. And really, you know, the, the most of the establishment that happened with Red Velvet in front of our eyes happened at Daly's Place with no fans. And so uh, I, I want to know uh, a lot about what that transition was like for you to go from working in front of really just your peers at ringside to all of a sudden um now i'm going on the road and this is something that i wasn't doing before like a lot of those guys were resuming their lives on the road you were just beginning your life on the road when uh road rager happened last year yes Um, uh, what was that transition like for you transition was uh pretty good i don't think i was i'm not someone who's primarily afraid of crowds you know i Mm -hmm. i welcome them i think being in Daly's place with no crowd at the time was the perfect time for me to be there to learn how and what it really means to work for television. Because anyone who comes from the Indies, they learn how to work, but do you, learning how to work for television and for a wider audience and just a, not the audience that's in the crowd, but the audience at home, I think being there during, during the dark tapings without fans was a good icebreaker, you know, it helps you get comfortable helps you learn things and then there's still time uh to fix certain things that you can't really do live uh but it's a perfect prep for live television on the road as well so to me 
the pandemic was a terrible time just for everyone health-wise, but for wrestlers and myself included, it was possibly the best thing that happened to me because now when we're on the road, I think it's harder for people who aren't signed to get looked at deeply by the people in the office because it's every other city and how much are you gonna go to the next town and the next town before they really get a good eye on you. I, we were stationed one place, so I was able to get myself there every time they needed me for what, like the pandemic went on for almost like a year that we were in Daly's place, maybe a little mm -hmm. bit more. So I think it was a great transition and just what I needed to prepare myself to be on live television and on the road. The road is completely different, obviously, because everyone is there. There's no like, all right, we need to stop and this and that. Like, there is no, the lights are on. You got to go live. Anything can happen. Television time is very specific timing. So um, it was definitely, I think, a good warm up to get on the road. And I'm grateful that I was able to come into AEW during the time of the pandemic because I'm not sure if I'd be in AEW if I wasn't there during the pandemic because I just think it's harder for upcoming talent to get looked at frequently on the road unless you're like pitching in to buy yourself a flight to get there to every city but we're in a different city every week so it becomes a little harder especially for a talent that isn't really known yet i think i was able to get my name during the pandemic time because i was always on dark and that's where people kind of really learned who red velvet was i was wrestling outside before but just being on tv and youtube reached a whole bigger audience so definitely worked in my favor yeah that was definitely when i came across you i don't know if you remember reg but when we did the year end awards that year and red was um voted breakout star of the year remember uh, what year right. that was uh that was that was last year i think i think that was 20 yeah yeah last year not the, that, the year award. that just happened with the one before so that was in the tw <laughs> that was in the 20 2020 you guys did that yeah, I think it was the end of 2020. It was. it was, yeah, break okay. best breakout star was Red Velvet. It, it, it was like right after the Shaq match and all that stuff. And you just were, right, people were right. like, yo, Red Velvet got it. And, and you know, you got yeah. it, as we can see. <laughs> yeah, definitely that match. Um, I'm forever grateful for just the opportunity. They say that when something's for you, it's for you. And I think mm -hmm. what an opportunity looked that wasn't for me ended up being for me. And like, yeah, I didn't win that match, but that match, I think, definitely put everyone on game on who I was. And that was a match where I knew I needed to show not only Tony, but everyone in the back that I wasn't just a replacement, that I was meant to be there and that I was going to be a solid part of the women's division. Because that was like my primary, primarily goal when I first got there. I didn't want to be there as an extra. I knew that once I got there and I stepped foot in the ring, I was like, this is where I want to be. And I put my head in to do whatever I had to do to, to get that spot. And it just kind of came. So work, hard work always does pay off. I definitely believe that. Yeah. For me, I think that the match with La Rosa, I know you mentioned her earlier, for Mission Pro Championship was, like, that was a standout match. Like, anybody watching this interview, if you've not seen that, it's on YouTube. You can go watch it. It's great. Which one? Which one? Uh, the match with La Rosa for the oh. Mission Pro Championship. Definitely. Match. Um, yeah, she... She's my trainer. She knows me better than anybody else. And she always knows how to just take me to the next level. She's given me a lot of things that she was like, I think this is you. And, and it's it, a lot of it has stuck. So I'm, I was very grateful that I got to wrestle her um, at that time in my career. Had I wrestled her a year ago, three years ago, I wouldn't be the same wrestler that I am now. So yeah, you guys definitely should go watch that match. Good match. Yeah. Um... Fun match too. 
And then the other time, like I, I was at Empower and just watching how well received you were by that crowd and just like how well you worked with Kylan as a tag team. Um, what, what was that experience like just working in power and doing a all women show? Uh, that was an honor when I got uh, actually approached by AW that we were hand chosen to be one of the tag teams that was going to go. I was super ecstatic about it because there's a ton of girls in the locker room. And once again, getting picked for these uh, type of spots, and especially being picked as a tag team to represent AEW. Um, I took that as a task in itself. And I was like, I'm going to go out there and make myself look good, make my partner look good, make all these women look good and make the company I work for proud. And I did just that. And we did just that. I think I love Kylan with my whole heart. Um, sad that she, we're not in the same spot right now, but she's out there killing it. She's probably one of the most favorite people I would love to tag with. I always say in my biggest career life moments, she has always just been there. If it's been like in the back to help me or in a match or at the show that day, she's like my little guardian angel. She's just always there when, when I have a big opportunity and having uh, the opportunity to work with her as a tag team for the first ever a woman's pay-per-view was something I hold uh, near and dear to my heart and I appreciate her and it was great working with her I think she's one of the only people too who knows me very well and we just mesh well we mesh well when we're as a partners and we've even meshed well when we're against each other in the ring so definitely somebody that everyone needs to keep their eye on she's amazing and the world needs to know that and they do but it needs to be more out there of course yeah shout out Kylan King um and, you know, I wanted to, uh, and you know, what's funny was I put a question out um, when we first announced that you were going to be on the show. We put it out to the, uh, the Grapsity faithful, and we got uh, a couple of questions about that. Um, Jennifer had asked, uh, do you have a preference and tag partner dynamics? For example, you and Kylin are awesome with contrasting styles uh, that mesh well, or do you prefer working at a double speed team, somebody who's more um, exactly along your lines? Uh, I am actually the opposite. I love working with people who my weaknesses are their strengths. Mm. So I think that's why, and even talking now, like whenever I would tag with Statlander, um, we have the issues that we have right now, but I'm not going to take credit from anyone to say she's amazing. So I'm not going to discredit her there. And I won't discredit Kylan either, but I think, uh, both Statlander and Kylan, uh, have been great partners of mine because where I lack, they make up. So I think I make up in speed. I'm a lot faster than a lot of people, but they're strong and they do the lifting and all that. And that's, you know, I, I can't deny that. That's not my forte. I'm one of the smallest girls on the roster, but like I'm one of the fastest. So I think strength and speed together is more powerful than having too fast people or just too strong people because I think we make up for each other where the other lacks. So I'm going to definitely go with like my partner being uh, kind of the opposite of me, not exactly the same because we can achieve a lot more having a little bit everywhere, I guess. Hey, you and Kiara is, is awesome, though. Oh, Let's definitely. not That's deny. <laughs> Let's definitely not deny the talents and strengths and how great you and Kiara are as I a love tag Kiara. team. We haven't, we haven't got to tag as much um, recently, but mm. we've actually um, gone against each other more than we've tagged. So getting mm. to learn what her strengths are, uh, that's exciting too. And I'm excited to tag with her as well because I'm actually learning from her because we're, I'm tagging with someone who's almost just like me. We're right. the, the same stature, we're fast, we're quick, we're fiery. So I'm excited about that as well. So I think all good can come as well that we're similar because we're we're almost like twins. I say that Jade and I are twins, but I, 
can guarantee you that Kier and I were separated at birth. Like we are almost identical. Well, and that was what I wanted to ask about because uh, you pairing with Kiera and, and Jay on screen, um, that just as a viewer, that feels like a match made in heaven. I am such a big fan of the baddies. I think adding Stokely to the mix just made this the, yes. the some of my favorite television <laughs> going on right now. But if you've been following you at all on any of your social media, on uh, TikTok especially, you and Kiera, like it almost seemed like this was destined to be on screen because you two have so much fun. Um, and, and I can see that, you know, even though you guys are the baddies, you're, you're very serious. You can see how much fun you guys are having. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you about uh, the pairing with you and Kira and how um, that transition from everybody seeing you guys so close on, you know, you guys do your TikTok dances. They're always fun. They're always great. And how has that helped transition on the television? I think it was just kind of organic. Uh, I met Kiera a while back before she was signed to AEW and we just kind of clicked. So I think we always talked about like, oh, we would love to work each other. And then we finally got that chance. And then we said, man, I think like we would just mesh very well as partners. So when we both got to be together in the baddies, we just started having fun with it. I think it's just organic outside of AEW. She's one of my best friends. She's grown to become one of my best friends. Even I'm not even saying best friends. She's like one of my sisters, uh, mm. somebody I talk to every day, somebody I trust, somebody I see myself having a friendship outside years after my career. But man, like we just have so much fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're baddies. And to <laughs> us, at least to me, baddie means like a powerful person because it's not we're not going with women male right. or female just an individual that's just independent and you know empowerment and it's not only just about like to me my heel character is i've i'm gonna do whatever i want and we just want to mm -hmm. do whatever we want and sometimes we do it in a good way sometimes we do it in a bad way sometimes we want the easy way out but we just have fun with all of it so i love doing tiktoks with her we have a ton more coming we always do a bunch of them while we're at TV. So I'm excited for you guys to see it. And we're not afraid to be goofy. The last freaking one we put was one where I like fell over the chair uh, to get to the screen and stuff. We just love uh, letting see people see a little glimpse of like what the real us is like. I mean, we're the same on TV. We just ump it 10 times more. But man, I, I love, absolutely love Kiera. Like our TikToks is probably one of my favorite things to do when we're not like cutting promos or wrestling and stuff like that. We really do have fun with all of this. And, and, and she dances too. She can keep up with me. She's one of the, apart from Sunny as well, like we, she used to dance too. So I think it just comes natural mm -hmm. for us to do these TikToks because we enjoy like the dancing and the acting of it. So she's a natural. She, she makes it easy for me too, so. You know, that's, it's so funny because that's like, the number one question I see asked everywhere, like somebody asked uh, Jade at the last press conference about it. Like everybody wants to see, they feel like the one missing piece to you guys is Sunny. Ever, uh, literally, I put the question out there, and everybody's like, "When is Sunny Kiss gonna be a baddie?" And <laughs> it feels like that's what everybody wants to see. So I, I thought mm -hmm. it was uh, funny that you uh, dropped Sunny as well, because yeah, that's I don't know. I have a lot of fun with you guys in the TikToks. It's like one of my favorite things. Um, yeah, we love to see people smile. We love to see people see. A little different side to us uh, apart from what we're portraying on tv as well because all in all we're all humans so we we love to do the tiktoks to me baddie um 
can be anybody. And I believe Sunny is a great add to, to the group of, you know, I'm not the one who makes that choice. But if I mm -hmm. had to pick, I would have had Sunny with us since day one. But I don't call the shots. So. <laughs> but the latest addition has been Stokely Hathaway, yes. who has been just cracking me up every single week. Uh, I think, I mean, just on commentary last week, he uh -huh. said we're taking the TBS championship to the BT Awards. Like, mm -hmm. I have just, <laughs> loved, mm -hmm. I have absolutely Love loved it. having Stokely on TV. And I feel like he's been almost the perfect addition to the group. Absolutely. He uh, meshes with us perfectly. He is just such a big ball of energy and everything that comes out of his mouth, like you can tell he just loves what he does. He is so right. entertaining. I love him to death. I know that um, he was not a fan of Stat smacking him in the back of the head. But I have to say, she, I can't even fought her for it. You know, it was pretty funny. I bring him a you know a little bit of ice next time. But it was mm -hmm. it, he is just so entertaining. So I I thought it was great when we uh, got the news that he popped up and we saw that he was going to be with us. I was very happy about it. So I think people mm -hmm. are enjoying it and it's only going to get better from here. So stay tuned. Stokely. So amazing. I love it. I kind of want to go back to, we're talking about live events. What's been your favorite outside the fan, the crowds back uh, event that you've had so far with AEW? That's a tough one. I'm a big, big, uh, volunteer for just like the aw community projects that right. we do so mm -hmm. those are always the best ones for me because i'm having mm -hmm. fun and i'm actually doing something to help somebody else and then we've done those with kids we've done those with bands um right now i'm gonna stick with those because yeah. those are the ones that kind of like hold a good place in my heart um but i love fan fest as well fan mm -hmm. fest always coming like the bigger pay-per-views the all outs the double or nothings those are always a good chance um heel or face i'm i'm always open for the fans you know they love you sometimes they hate you sometimes but they are the reason why we're also where we're at and how high we are in our career because they pay their money to see us so fan fest is always interesting it's always good to see the faces of the people that are giving you such recognition or the ones talking smack because those pop up <laughs> at fan fest too so bring them all i don't care yeah uh, uh, they'll never say it though yeah, they oh, won't they say never it. Will. They'll, they'll just <laughs> smile in my face, and then I'm just like, mm. uh, yeah. I kind of want to hear a little bit more, bit more about AEW's community work because I see that you guys are in some, you know, neighborhoods that really need you guys there, like, uh, you know, uh, yeah. some urban places that you know don't usually see stuff like that. What's it been like to be there with you know Mark Henry's out there sometime, the captain's out there, Will Hobbs, my homies out there, everybody's out there just doing their shout out their Amanda. Diligence. Yes, Amanda. Amanda, Amanda yeah, too. Yeah. Amanda's now part of uh putting in all that together and she's been doing a great job. But yeah, I've been to a couple of them. I'm almost always at all of them if I can be. Mm -hmm. We've been to some uh some boys and girls clubs. I think those make me the most emotional because it's so good to see the kids and like how happy they are and, and and just to show them that they can come out of where they're at and be something big and, and have a regular life. That's the most satisfying um part. I can't remember the location because I'm terrible with locations, but there was mm -hmm ones that we went to feed um the elderly because they were uh fasting for R ramadan i 
I don't mm-hmm. want to for that. Uh, so they were breaking the fast and we were able to go and, and give them some meals uh, and stuff like that. That was great. That was a great project. I'm trying to think. We've done a lot of good stuff. Those usually always kind of happen sometimes the third, uh, the Tuesdays before the Wednesday Dynamite. They're trying mm-hmm. to make it now where we kind of do everything in every city that we're at. Mm-hmm. So that's become really good. I had the honor of going to one of the middle schools when we were in Miami in my hometown. So uh, that was one of my favorites too. Just having the kids see that I came out of that same area and grew up in that area and where I'm at now, they uh, it made them very hopeful and that they can do anything. So the kids definitely hit the hardest for me. But even when we do other stuff with the fans, we've done like bowling with the fans. We uh, For Double or Nothing weekend, they had karaoke for the fans. I think mm-hmm. even the, the Heels uh, members that we do now and the groups that we do with them, the Zooms and stuff like that, getting to meet them, that's all the best part, I think. That's what mm-hmm. makes, that's like the little bow on top of the gift that just gets everything together. You know, being able to, wrestle every night and do what you love but then give back some way uh to the people that you know aren't as fortunate or just the people that have been giving back to you like the fans right definitely one of my favorite parts the the community services for sure well one of my favorite things that's gotten to happen this year because you know i have to talk about it of course uh, (laughs) was the fact that uh i don't know if people know this of course you know this there was an album came out it's called who we are. Uh, it was an AW album that was released in February, uh, mm-hmm. and it allowed. Hold it! I got it. You ready? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Whatever's happening right now, this is amazing. AW, yes. who we are, we're baby. Talking about it. Yes, oh, there it is. Who we are. Yeah, a celebration are, of excellence. Well, mm-hmm. um, so you know, righteous Reg here. He had a, a couple of songs on there. He did a song for Powerhouse Hobbs. He had a song for Jake Cargill. Um, sure did. Uh, but I got to do a song. Um, it's called In the Mix. Uh, and it was for a wrestler by the name of, hold on, let me look at the back here, Red Velvet. Uh, oh, it's yeah, actually the first song on the album. It was myself. It was Cut Right. And it was uh, Josiah Williams. I, Josiah I did the went crazy. On there. Yes, he did. Um. And, and equipped, by the way, uh, also on there, uh, and just it all came together. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the song itself because uh, I, I did this, of course, with your input. I've told the story before that um, I was assigned Red Velvet by Mikey Ruckus uh, for this track. Um, I got your input on music you were into, and you had noted um, you were into a lot of reggaeton. Um, you also liked uh, Doja Cat and. I thought, oh crap, I am completely out of my element here. I have done more <laughs> traditional hip hop and I am completely out of my element here. But I took it on as a challenge. I thought, okay, I want to do it. I want to do it. There's no way I'm going to turn this around. I could have just come back to you and been like, nah, I don't do none of that. But I thought, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought this was, this was going to be an interesting challenge and I wanted to do it. And... Uh, I did, and um, just with the instrumental, and then when it came back, we all, the three of us, all heard it at the same time. That, um, was, uh, that was the trip to Atlanta. We heard it. The yeah, we heard it in Atlanta, <laughs> right? But then, um, and I hadn't heard any feedback yet. Red Velvet. Uh, I hadn't heard anything yet. But then I was talking to Kiera in Atlanta, and I let her hear, and she goes, "Wait, I've heard this before." 
wait no i heard this in the locker room oh yeah right was playing this in the locker room and I, and so that was already like my my moment of okay uh so i know there's uh i think she likes it i'm not sure <laughs> she's <laughs> but, playing at least <laughs> right I'm like at least she's playing it but i will say this the moment i saw you enter to it you've entered to it twice um and you did in orlando and i think the week after uh you had two entrances to it and you knew every lyric you uh you you had it just the whole way down so i wanted to talk to you a little bit about the song and uh and just how it came together and and um and what you thought of it when you first heard it um i was a little scared myself because i felt like i didn't know at first how the project was going to come about. So I didn't really know how to break it down even for myself. So I was like, okay, I was like, I, I asked uh, Sean as well. I was like, hey, do you mind? I'm a very visual person. So I was like, do you mind if like, I kind of see what you wrote out for yourself? Cause I kind of know what I want to write, but I don't know like the time lapse of how, what is too much for them or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So Sean helped me with that. I, I kind of read a little of like what he wrote and I was like, all right, cool. I know what points to put. But I was just as nervous because I was like, I don't know how they're going to grab my life and put it into lyrics. As soon as I played the song, like, I think I almost teared up because it was just like, I just got instant like thoughts. I want to do a music video. So if we can mm. get everyone who produced that, <laughs> I definitely would love to do a music video. Even if like AW doesn't ever post it anywhere, I want to like post it everywhere because all I could think about was You're like right. the music. I'm like lyric. texting Josiah right now. I'm like, hey. Let's, let's <laughs> and he's in Orlando, so he's yeah. that. So mm -hmm. um, that's something I definitely would love to do because the song just brings me back to like uh, the lyrics of my own life and the, the, the beat, how you guys put it together. I just can think of like the past me when I was a dancer, how much choreography I can do to it uh, and just wanting to have all you guys in the video as well. I absolutely love the song. I play it all the time. Um, I got I actually grabbed two CDs. I have this one because I'm gonna make a whole little uh, memorabilia to keep for myself. But the other ones, it's it's in my car and I play it all the time. I kind of annoy people. I was like, this song is like, you know, um, <laughs> you guys absolutely killed it. I loved it, and um, I asked you guys each uh, each of them for the lyrics because I want. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. This is going so smoothly, and I was like, I don't have to make any edits. <laughs> and now I do. Darn it. Are we back? Oh, sorry. Yeah. That was oh, wait, me. I, no, it's all good. All right, we're good. Yeah. All right, you I were saying. I lost power or something like that. Um, sure. where did you guys last hear me? uh you were saying you would play it for people in the car and oh yeah and they got annoyed with it and stuff like that but mm. i'm always bragging about it i love the song i think um only reason probably why we didn't move forward as like a set entrance music was because because the lyrics like they kind of play very low in the arena i don't think like people weren't getting as behind as i wanted them to get behind as mm -hmm. much as i loved it which gotcha. is i think why i also want to do a music video because i think once you put lyrics and like pictures and people can see what's actually happening they'll understand it and appreciate it like i did um mm -hmm. but by far i don't think 
I mean, if you guys would have knocked it out even further, I'd be like, I'd lose my mind. But um, I lost you guys again. No, I think you're no, here what, still. No. We're here. We got you. Uh, are we back? I think so. A no, little bit. Frozen? No. Oh, no. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Technology. I know. You're ruining our lives. Technology's trying to play us off. It's like, all right, wrap this up, you guys. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we got internet is like, yo, wrap it up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, we're trying to talk here, internet. <laughs> man, well, come on, man. We're trying to cook, bro. I know. <laughs> the internet was not. I think we froze, but mm. all in all, I was okay. saying I, I love the, the song. So I definitely, we got to get in the works to do a music video, some sort of music video to it because I like it. Yeah, uh, honestly, like, um, it's just, a, 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 I guess, a little bit of inside baseball on some things. Uh, we, we've told the story. I don't think we've told it on Grapsity, but uh, we talked about how Reg uh, had finished <laughs> an original version of, oh, yeah. of Jade's song. And then yeah. she heard in the mix <laughs> and requested a completely different song. Yeah, uh, which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is so great. Wait, what? Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> Yeah, what happened was is so I had did the song for Jade's song. I we had did Jade's song. We knocked the whole thing out, and then like I, we did a podcast with uh, Montezzi, who was on the Jade song, me, and a bunch of us. And Will Washington played the Red Velvet in the mix song, and so I was like, I, at that moment, I knew things. I was like, I don't know that that's. I'm, I just knew the song was going to change for some reason. As soon as we got done with the podcast, Montezzi's like. The whole song, you throwing it out. Like Jade wants a whole completely song. She heard Red Velvet song and she wants a different, like she wants something like more along those lines. And I'm like, what? I don't know what to do. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) But it ended up working out. So your song inspired the changing of Jade Cargill's song also. So you guys just killed it. Everybody was blown away. Everybody that heard your guys' song was just like, whoa, it's crazy out here. So. Yeah, great song, everybody. Yeah. Hey, it got to be the the first song on the album. I was so happy with that. Like that made me so nervous. I don't know how you felt, but mm-hmm. I was nervous hearing <laughs> when I when I saw the track listing and I was like, wait, wait, it's the first song. This is the first impression. Oh, she's gone. Oh, she's back. Wait, wait, wait. She's gone. She's right. There we go. She's, she's back. back. Okay. All right, there we go. Um, I think when I saw that the song was first on the album. I was kind of excited to hear like the rest of the songs because I was like, I think my song is badass. So if my <laughs> song is good and it's the first one, you know, it's kind of like the first match, you set the tone. Like that sets the tone for right. the rest of the show. So I took that as an honor and I was excited about it. I had no doubts that the rest of the album was going to be great. But I mean, mine is my favorite. I mean, there's some really good ones too, but mine is my favorite. <laughs> I could. I, I specifically remember saying I wanted something I could dance to and jam out to, mm-hmm. and I think everyone I play the song for starts like moving their head and like getting to it. So that's exactly what I wanted, and and you guys, they, you guys killed it. So thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Well, um, and speaking of which, because I mentioned uh, some of the songs you had. Uh, had put into wanting to hear or what you wanted to hear around it. Um, so what are you listening to right now? You mean generically? Just in general, yes. Mm. What's what's uh, in the Red Velvet playlist? 
Number one is Doja Cat. I mean, Doja mm -hmm. Cat is just like, I start my day. If I need to clean, I'm going to listen to some Doja Cat. If I need to do something, Doja Cat is my, I think she's like my alter ego where I also get my inspiration to be a heel from. Nice. Um, Doja Cat is number one on my list. Um, I'm a huge, like, I'm Hispanic, so I love um, Spanish music. I love bachata, salsa. I love uh, Dominican Dembo, which is very, like, you know, you just hear the same beat, like, the the, 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 you know, people are like, Dominican music just has the same beat, but like, it just gets me riled up, you know, I'm ready to go when I hear some some Dominican Dembo. Um, I'm a big country fan, so I kind of, I'm a little bit of everything. I love to listen to a little bit of everything. Um, I'm a very upbeat person, so I love upbeat music, like hip hop, rap, R&B. I love R&B love songs, you know, I'm with that whole Usher My Boo and all that. I love all that, so... <laughs> But top of the list has to be like Doja Cat's type music, that type of style. So the I inspiration you for your thing, I like that. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I totally see it too. Um, mm -hmm. And well, and speaking of which, because um, you brought up a little bit of your heritage there, and we actually did get uh, a question here from um, longtime supporter Danny Hernandez. Uh, he wrote in, he said, uh, representation is big now in media. Um, how does it feel to be a melding of not only the Afro-Latina and Black experience, and how great must those family gathering music playlists be? Uh, so I guess we'll, we'll back up on the, the, the core of the question, though. Uh, I think representation is great. I'm happy that, um, it's weird to say, but I'm happy, thanks to my parents, I'm kind of a mutt, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, I love diversity and I love that I get to represent for the black community and also uh, the Hispanic community. So sometimes it's a little bit, um, people aren't so nice about it, I guess, because I am like Afro, Latina and Hispanic. Mm -hmm. They kind of expect me to be one and I, I can't change that, you know? So I like to represent for the black community and the Hispanic community because mm -hmm. I am a little bit of both, but a lot of, I think, me in general is just uh if i had to use a word to describe myself and everything in my life since i've been born it's kind of like vers versatile there's nothing really mm -hmm. just specific about me i think i like thrive in a lot of areas listen to different types of music like different types of activity i'm not very like a person who's set on just one thing i kind of i'm a gemini so i i like change and stuff so mm -hmm. definitely happy i can represent both and hope that both sides are proud of, of what I'm bringing to the table. That's dope. Super dope. Love it. It's great. You've, uh, this show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I think uh, everything, your culmination and you getting here from, you know, us watching your journey from beginning to now has been amazing. I think we are excited to see uh, everything you have coming up in the future. You seem pretty dedicated to your craft. You seem pretty involved in what everything has been presented. So kudos to you. We really appreciate seeing your journey. Um, there's a lot of controversy online. People you know, I just, I guess, stay away from the Internet because the Internet is the worst. Honestly, Definitely. people want, you know, we're seeing your progression and people want to talk about your progression. But you don't let anything hold you down every, you know, you're improving with every single match that comes, you know, comes your way. Um, I think you're doing an amazing job here in this whole thing. And uh, I just want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us, because I think there's a lot more to come, honestly. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I appreciate Will being so patient with me because I know we've been planning this for the longest. Um, mm -hmm. Something I haven't really been very open about. And I guess because, you know, Will was so persistent in having this interview, I'll be open about. Um, during that time, I was going through uh, a real crazy life experience change. So mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that when I came on here, I was my full, happy, healthy self. Uh, and can come and speak about everything in my career without having something in the back of my mind uh, that was, you know, not allowing me to fully be myself. So I do apologize for how long it took, but I'm happy that it happened okay. now because I'm in a yeah. way better place. Um, so thank you for being patient and consistent with me on that. So that's the only reason we, why we didn't do it in the past. But timing is everything. We get to talk about the... We get to talk about the baddies, so we're not mad about it at all. One bit. We think it's perfect timing, honestly. Yeah, everything perfect worked timing. out. Everything worked out the way it was supposed to. Now, I'm really glad you got to do this with us and join us on Grapsity here finally. Um, I guess parting word is uh, I really want you to, to, to give us your best, um, I guess, bet of an answer here, which is when it's all said and done we've wrapped up we've looked back on the career of red velvet better yet here's how we're going to do this <laughs> when the red velvet hall of fame induction begins and you're giving go, a baby. speech looking back at your biggest accomplishment what do you hope that ends up having been uh what i hope to be my biggest accomplishment there yes um I think right now everyone has their sights set on being a champion. To mm -hmm. them, the top is being a champion. 
Uh, yes, I want to be a champion, but in my history, if I do my Hall of Fame speech, when I finally put the boots down, I just want to go down in history as being one of the top workers, one of the mm -hmm. best. I don't want to say female because I'd be putting myself in a box because nowadays we're right along with the men. I want, right. uh, I'm very big on like making legacies and everyone expects expected me to build off of my dad's legacy of being a boxer and i took a different mm -hmm. route and i said no i'm gonna make a legacy of my own so i just want continuity i want to be able to be with the company for a long time i want to be one of the main pillars for a long time and um like i said i love kids so i hope to be around when the new generation of new talent comes into aw i don't mean new talent like people from past companies or other companies. I mean, like the mm. ones that are growing up now, because that's mm -hmm. how I was. I feel like I was still a child when I came into AEW and I've blossomed into a woman now going to my thirties. So I cannot wait. And I hope to be a concrete part of the women's division to help bring up talent in the future for AEW. That's if my journey continues with AEW. If I'm doing a hall of fame speech for anywhere else, I just want to, have wrestled for a long time and made a difference for the women. Cause I know the women that made a difference for me as to why I'm here now. So I just want to bring women's wrestling to a different level by the time I hang the boots up. So I think I've always said, I wanted to be the best of the best. I never titles come and go. They don't really stamp who you are or what your career mm -hmm. was like. Some of the best never held titles. So I don't go by that. I want to build a legacy of, when people say Red Velvet, they say, man, like I enjoyed getting in the ring with her. Getting in the ring with her took me up to this level. Or, you know, Red Velvet was a trainer at AEW and I got to this. I want to help people like they helped me because I didn't have, nothing was handed to me. I Nothing, no one said, here's an AEW contract. I went looking, I asked for opportunities. I came in as an extra with nothing. I didn't have no guarantee that I was going to get signed. And I sat there and I worked my ass off for it. So I just want to be able to, retire and do the same for other people that beautiful is what's up love it that was Red totally baby <laughs> i should just say i want to take over say something mean bread <laughs> not jade's oh. title though the other one <laughs> all of them sorry I love it. Thank you, Red Velvet, for being a part of Grab City Interviews. And thank you for taking the time, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, watching and listening here uh, on Fightful. Again, Jade Cargill, you're the best. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. You guys now hung out with one of the baddies. Uh, and I'm so grateful you guys had this interview with me and waited uh, even though it took a while. So thank you for having me. And I hope all of you guys watch, watch, watch. Make sure you watch. Yes. Actually, we hung out with two of the baddies here, which means, Kiera, it's time. Oh, um, come on, man. We got to get yeah, all three. I know. It's, it's time we now. We've it. had Jade here on the show. Uh, yeah. We've had Red Velvet. Kiera, come on. Come on. We Let's need do to it. Come <laughs> I'll, I'll get her Thank your way. I Sweet. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.